This is BetMGM Tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, apparently you should have bet on the Lakers tonight. 70-54 to 54 over the Celtics right now. They've got no LeBron James. They got no Anthony Davis, but you know who they have? They got Austin Reeves, who's 8 of 14, 6 of 8 from 3, 25 points and 3 assists with 8 minutes to go still in the third quarter tonight. It was the day to take dogs. Yes, it was. Uh, Pacers first half, Lakers first half, Grizzlies first half, and you would have been absolutely in the money, by the way. That Jalen Brunson under, I'll never do it again. He has 21 points uh, in the first half. He's going to end up with 50 tonight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. There, there are certain guys, like- Tristan, you just don't fade, right? Yeah. Well, right. Ryan, didn't you say you were in on the Lakers tonight? You decided not to do it, or did you end up betting them? I was going to bet the Lakers. Um, well, I, I did bet the Lakers. I was going to give out the Lakers to the peeps, though. I, I bet the Lakers, but like I said, I expected one of those guys to be in. I didn't even get the best of the number. It was 13 and a half. They closed at 15 and a half. I chalked it up as an L. Somehow I looked. They had a 12-point lead. It's been a decent night, man. We had uh, St. Francis, Pennsylvania here in the Horvat household. I told Nathan we had filet tonight. <laughs> Who knows? Tomorrow we might have lobster. Shout out to St. Francis, PA. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get the Badgers home. Last I checked, they were up like 25 to eight. And, um, for some reason, my, my, my direct TV like went out. I don't even think it's raining. So I'm trying to, trying to, trying to figure that out and get some live scores here for Wisconsin. Hopefully we have a winning Wait, night. Do you have, di- do you have direct TV and YouTube TV? I have both. Yeah. So I'm about to, during the next commercial break, make the switch back over as I look up. It is, it's, it's Wisconsin 30, Nebraska 17, Wisconsin eight and a half point favorites on the uh, live line. So I'm feeling pretty good. They closed as one point dogs. God, I'm going to hire you a financial advisor. $109 haircut. Well, YouTube and TV, I only have for Sunday ticket. Yeah. I'm probably going to get just buy the You don't Sunday need it anymore. Or it's, did you buy everything? Yeah. So you had to purchase YouTube TV. Like I had to get, even if it was just the lowest no. package. What do you nope. mean? Not really. True. No. no. Oh. You can just do it through YouTube. Yeah, you didn't have to. You have can YouTube literally TV. just buy the pack. You can oh. just buy the package. What I did. Yeah. yeah you oh. can just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. We'll work on that for next season with you, buddy. I was like, whatever. At that point, you know, just give me the games, baby. Just give me the games. Well. Trista, remember, this is the guy that didn't expense a cent from the Super Bowl last year and just said, eh, it's fine. So, you know, sometimes you could only this do so much guy. to help him out. All right. This is, no, wait, wait, <laughs> Ryan. No, no, wait, no. This is the guy, and I know Amanda's coming home. She probably can hear us soon. This is the guy oh, yeah. that only wears socks one time. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't expense anything last year because I'm going to double up this year in Vegas. I mean, what was I going to do in Phoenix? Go hang out with my grandmother? All right, let's get to Kevin.
Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. We could do that. All right. Kevin Sheehan jumps on with us now. Team 980 in D.C. Kevin Sheehan Show podcast as well. All right, Kevin, we're going to start with I'm just listening to you today. You had Schefter on. Everybody's got all kinds of opinions. Before we get to the Super Bowl and everything else, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders. It was the last job to be filled. It feels kind of meh. There's some good. There's some bad. I've gotten into it. Where are you on this hire? and What does it mean for the team? Well, right now, all I care about is getting a Nebraska run because I've got them laying up a point and a half tonight. Uh, the whole world was on Wisconsin um, as the sixth team in the country on the road getting points. Uh, but it appears as if I'm on the wrong side of that one. Um, Nick, I, I'm fine with this. Like if somebody had said a month ago, Josh Harris in his first real football decision-making as the owner of this football team is going to get the number one GM on the market. Nobody disputes that Adam Peters was the most sought after GM and they're going to get their second choice, maybe third choice, probably second choice in terms of head coaches. I would have been thrilled. Um, Our fan base is a damaged fan base. There's a lot of, you know, 25 years of Snyder PTSD They just expect everything to go wrong because it did for 25 years. And so there's this feeling that Dan Quinn is a lesser hire and that they should have done better. I don't know why anybody feels they should have done better. They still have a crap stadium. They have subpar facilities. They've got a fan base that essentially left the team. You know, half of them are back. Um, and you know, yeah, they've got the number two pick in the draft and they've got a lot of picks and a lot of cap space, but I think overall, just the addition of Peters and Quinn as a combo, I think they've done pretty well. So Kevin, you don't think this was a very attractive job at all then? It's not that I don't think it was an attractive job. I think the fan base here got carried away and thought it was the best job out there. And no one's ever said that about this job. I mean, you know, the number one reason it's a better job than it's ever been is that Dan Snyder doesn't own the team anymore. But the Chargers job was attractive. Seattle for Mike McDonald, a defensive guy, they've got a lot of young defensive talent. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a team that for somebody who's 36 years old, he doesn't remember Washington's glory years and that at one time in the past it was a storied franchise. Seattle's been much more of a legitimate franchise than Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think because of the picks, because of the cap space, because one of those picks is number two overall and there's a need for a quarterback um, on this roster, that makes it attractive, clean slate for the GM. But, uh, you know, I, I personally think they got the guy that they really were impressed by the most anyway in Quinn. I had somebody tell me two weeks ago, Quinn is is an absolute possibility for this job. He's plan B if somebody like Ben Johnson falls through. And, look, Ben Johnson didn't want to be a head coach. It's not like he spurned Washington for Seattle. So I think overall, the Adam Peters, who was hailed as, you know, the next coming um, just 15 days ago, uh, you know, the first move he made is uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You brought up the second overall pick. I think we all think uh, they should go quarterback. Looks like they probably go quarterback. Let's assume, uh, although we probably shouldn't do that, that the Chicago Bears are smart. Ryan Poles is smart. And for once, they take the right guy, which I think will be Caleb Williams. 
Who would you like to see at number two? Is there a guy that you have, you know, Jaden Daniels, Drake May? Um, is there a guy that you would like to see in D.C.? Yeah, my preference is Daniels. I just think that this past season, you know, every time I – and I watched a lot of LSU like you guys probably did. I think he was uh, – you know, after that Bama first half that he had – before he got injured, I thought he was the best player in America. I think he's one of the most exciting players we've seen in college football in several years. Um, what worries me about Daniels is his frame. He's 6'4", but, you know, he is not a Lamar Jackson thick frame. Um, but I love Daniels. I don't mind Drake May. Um, I just think Daniels is special. Now, all of the stuff that we don't know about, you know, does he have great work ethic? Is he a good leader? Is he a good person? Is he smart? Is he a good processor? All of those things are the things they're going to have to figure out. But in terms of what he did at LSU, I thought by far and away they were the best offensive team in America. If their defense had just been horrible instead of, you know, all-time bad, they may have been in the postseason. They, they may have been in the playoffs. Uh, that's my preference. I love Jaden Daniels, um, but it's for them to figure out, and Drake May can play too. Um, but I, if, if it were me and I had all the information and all things were equal, it would be Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, the one thing I'll say, Kevin, is that uh, there's certainly some uh, worries about, well, a decade ago with RG3 and a similar type of quarterback and a little slender and what that can lead to. But also, he's still 6'4", and if you only weigh 210 like he does – that's what you get with the trainers. You gain some weight, you gain some muscle, and you can add weight to players like that. Jaden Daniels is incredibly special. I'm with you there. It's a great position, at least, for this team to be in. All right, let's go ahead and look at the Super Bowl here coming up. Uh, 49ers have now moved to two-point favorites. This is obviously going to kind of stay probably within a field goal if we're, you know, if we're lucky at this point the rest of the way. Still got about a week or so to see where this is going to fluctuate. The big thing here, obviously, is the props market. And, I mean, God, people are going to bet this thing up. This is going to be the most bet Super Bowl, Kevin, that we've ever had. Let's just look at sides right now here where are you leaning have you bet either way have you looked at total have you looked at side what are you most comfortable with right now i, I actually don't like anything um in this game mm -hmm. i'm actually a little bit surprised too nick that it's moved in this direction obviously sharp money moved it down initially now it's moving it back mm -hmm. um and i still think that if we see another move it would be towards pickham uh but we'll see if this thing got to two and a half Three, just on value, I'd probably take Kansas City. Um, but I don't like the game. Uh, I, I just – the matchup seems to me to be one in which if we just said quarterback, oh, Mahomes, you would just bet Kansas City, but it just seems too obvious. So you know how I play. Um, I, I, would, I would back <laughs> off that. I don't love the total. Uh, but, again, I think if it, if it went the way that I don't think it will go, which is – if it got to two and a half, if it got to three, which I would be shocked, I would definitely mm -hmm. just with value take Kansas City. But I don't like it right now, you know, either way. Um, but I, I really I'm, – I'm curious as to why. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, the, clearly they know what they're doing. But I was surprised. I thought we were going to see a pick em, maybe, you know, KC minus one as an opening line. Why do you think Kansas City continues to be underdogs throughout the playoffs, even while they continue to, to prove Vegas and, and betters wrong? 
It's a good question, Trista. I think to, for starters against Buffalo, it was, you know, road environment. Buffalo's special. They've been playing well. This is the first road playoff game for Mahomes. But what I really think it was is I think the I think a lot of odds makers believe that what we saw from Kansas City during the regular season was what we were going to see, which was a team that was not, you know, dynamic for the most part offensively, that struggled at times offensively, that was really led by their defense. Um, but after the Buffalo game, maybe it's because Baltimore was healthy and just much better defensively. Um, and again, they were the home team. But neutral field Vegas, especially when you consider that San Francisco was done. I mean, that game was over. Uh, without the fourth and two drop, without the face mask into Ayuk, without the fumble, without the third and nine drop, without the guy carrying the punt in the, into the end zone, um, they, they got run on. They got moved on for the second straight week. I don't get it. I, I I saw the look-aheads, and the look-aheads made sense to me until I saw San Francisco against Detroit, and I thought for sure we were going to get a pick or Kansas City minus one, and I didn't think they would be a dog. But not only are they, are they a dog, but it just looks like, you know, we've had some sharp money betted up to two, two-and-a-half. I'm, I'm seeing some two-and-a-halves out there right now, which is crazy to me. Kevin, we only got about 90 seconds. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. Uh, not getting a job, not getting a look makes sense because they're old and Bill's a crab ass. But why do you think Mike Vrabel, uh, <laughs> you know, has gotten a serious look? And what do you think's next for him? Because I think he's a great coach. That's the one. That's the one that is surprising. I think to even people in the league. I mean, it, it goes back to I guess, you know, he wanted more control in Tennessee. You know, he had a falling out with Tennessee ownership. Had a falling out, I guess, with with Carthon. Um, I know in Washington it's probable that Adam Peters, who was close with Carthon, probably decided not to go down that path. But to me, Vrabel's been certainly a borderline top 10 coach as an in-game strategist, as a guy that's gotten more out of less. I mean, who other than Tomlin in the league has gotten more out of less more often than Vrabel? Um, I I just think that's a sign of, of an excellent coach. So I'm shocked that Vrabel's not a head coach somewhere. Um, the interesting thing is, would he take a defensive coordinator position, like in Dallas, as an example? Right. Um, I don't think he needs to, but uh, I'd be surprised if he's not a head coach next year. I mean, you know, when next year ends for 2025. Well, you know what's going to happen. Ron Rivera is going to get that uh, defensive coordinator spot in <laughs> Dallas, Kevin, and it's just going to it's going to add to the rivalry. We're going to get some juice. We're going to have Dan Quinn as the spy now, sabotaging the Cowboys. Everything's going to be fun again in that rivalry. Kevin Sheehan, Team 980, yeah, the I'm Kevin sure Sheehan Show podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick, I'm sure Rivera really wants to do Washington a bunch of favors. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. It's listen, it's we're still in a better spot in DC, but for the love of God, I was just hoping for something better, at least as a head coach. But I don't hate it. It's just gonna be one of those things where we got a long rebuild coming. Kevin Sheehan, Team 980, Kevin Sheehan Show Podcast. Great to talk to you, buddy. All right, Nick. Hope you're well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Trista. <laughs> Thanks. It's uh God, it's just, you know, Trista, I I just want a rivalry with your team again. I want my team to be relevant and our water and games to matter. Because right now, damn it, my team doesn't matter.
BetMGM tonight. This is BetMGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, apparently, you should have bet on the Lakers tonight. 70-54 to 54 over the Celtics right now. They've got no LeBron James. they got no Anthony Davis, but you know who they have? They got Austin Reeves, who's 8 of 14, 6 of 8 from 3, 25 points and 3 assists with 8 minutes to go still in the third quarter tonight. It was the day to take dogs. Yes, it was. Uh, Pacers first half, Lakers first half, Grizzlies first half, and you would have been absolutely in the money, by the way. That Jalen Brunson under, I'll never do it again. He has 21 points uh, in the first half. He's going to end up with 50 tonight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. There, there are certain guys, like Tristan, you just don't fade, right? Yeah. Well, right. Ryan, didn't you say you were in on the Lakers tonight? You decided not to do it, or did you end up betting them? I was going to bet the Lakers. Um, well, I, I did bet the Lakers. I was going to give out the Lakers to the peeps, though. I, I bet the Lakers, but like I said, I expected one of those guys to be in. I didn't even get the best of the number. It was 13 and a half. They closed at 15 and a half. I chalked it up as an L. Somehow I looked. They had a 12-point lead. It's been a decent night, man. We had uh, St. Francis, Pennsylvania here in the Horvat household. I told Nathan we had filet tonight. <laughs> Who knows? Tomorrow we might have lobster. Shout out to St. Francis, PA. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get the Badgers home. Last I checked, they were up like 25 to eight. And, um, for some reason, my, my, my direct TV like went out. I don't even think it's raining. So I'm trying to, trying to, trying to figure that out and get some live scores here for Wisconsin. Hopefully we have a winning night. Do you have, do you have direct TV and YouTube TV? I have both. Yeah. So I'm about to, during the next commercial break, make the switch back over as I look up. It is, it's, it's Wisconsin 30, Nebraska 17, Wisconsin eight and a half point favorites on the uh, live line. So I'm feeling pretty good. They closed as one point dogs. God, I'm going to hire you a financial advisor. $109 haircut. Well, YouTube TV, I only have for Sunday ticket. Yeah. I'm probably going to get just buy the You don't Sunday need it anymore. Or it's, did you buy everything? Yeah. So you had to purchase YouTube TV. Like I had to get, even if it was just the lowest no. package. What do you nope, mean? Not really. True. No. Oh. no. You can just do it through no. YouTube. Yeah, you didn't have to. You have can YouTube literally TV. just buy the pack. You can oh. just buy the package. But I did. Yeah. yeah. You can just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. We'll work on that for next season with you, buddy. I was like, whatever. At that point, you know, just give me the games, baby. Just give me the games. Well. Trista, remember, this is the guy that didn't expense a cent from the Super Bowl last year and just said, eh, it's fine. So, you know, sometimes you could only this do so much to help him out. All right. This hold is on. A, no, wait, wait, <laughs> Ryan. No, no, wait, no. This is the guy, and I know a man is coming home. She probably can hear us soon. This is the guy that only wears socks one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't expense anything last year because I'm going to double up this year in Vegas. I mean, what was I going to do in Phoenix? Fair enough. Go hang out with my Fair grandmother. Enough. All right, let's get to Kevin.
Yeah, yeah, fair enough. We could do that. All right, Kevin Sheehan jumps on with us now. Team 980 in D.C., Kevin Sheehan Show podcast as well. All right, Kevin, we're going to start with, I'm just listening to you today. You had Schefter on. Everybody's got all kinds of opinions. Before we get to the Super Bowl and everything else, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders. It was the last job to be filled. It feels kind of meh. There's some good. There's some bad. I've gotten into it. Where are you on this hire, and what does it mean for the team? Well, right now, all I care about is getting a Nebraska run because I've got them laying up a point and a half tonight. Uh, the whole world was on Wisconsin um, as the sixth team in the country on the road getting points. Uh, but it appears as if I'm on the wrong side of that one. Um, Nick, I, I'm fine with this. Like if somebody had said a month ago, Josh Harris in his first real football decision-making as the owner of this football team, is going to get the number one GM on the market. Nobody disputes that Adam Peters was the most sought-after GM. And they're going to get their second choice, maybe third choice, probably second choice in terms of head coaches. I would have been thrilled. Um, Our fan base is a damaged fan base. There's a lot of, you know, 25 years of Snyder PTSD they just expect everything to go wrong because it did for 25 years. And so there's this feeling that Dan Quinn is a lesser hire and that they should have done better. I don't know why anybody feels they should have done better. They still have a crap stadium. They have subpar facilities. They've got a fan base that essentially left the team. You know, half of them are back. Um, and you know, yeah, they've got the number two pick in the draft and they've got a lot of picks and a lot of cap space, but I think overall, just the addition of Peters and Quinn as a combo, I think they've done pretty well. So Kevin, you don't think this was a very attractive job at all then? It's not that I don't think it was an attractive job. I think the fan base here got carried away and thought it was the best job out there. And no one's ever said that about this job. I mean, you know, the number one reason it's a better job than it's ever been is that Dan Snyder doesn't own the team anymore. But the Chargers job was attractive. Seattle for Mike McDonald, a defensive guy, they've got a lot of young defensive talent. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a team that for somebody who's 36 years old, he doesn't remember Washington's glory years and that at one time in the past it was a storied franchise. Seattle's been much more of a legitimate franchise than Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think because of the picks, because of the cap space, because one of those picks is number two overall and there's a need for a quarterback um, on this roster, that makes it attractive, clean slate for the GM. But, uh, you know, I, I personally think they got the guy that they really were impressed by the most anyway in Quinn. I had somebody tell me two weeks ago, Quinn is is an absolute possibility for this job. He's plan B if somebody like Ben Johnson falls through. And look, Ben Johnson didn't want to be a head coach. It's not like he spurned Washington for Seattle. So I think overall, the Adam Peters, who was hailed as, you know, the next coming um, just 15 days ago, uh, you know, the first move he made is uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You brought up the second overall pick. I think we all think uh, they should go quarterback. Looks like they probably go quarterback. Let's assume, uh, although we probably shouldn't do that, that the Chicago Bears are smart. Ryan Poles is smart, and for once they take the right guy, which I think will be Caleb Williams. 
Who would you like to see at number two? Is there a guy that you have, you know, Jaden Daniels, Drake May? Um, is there a guy that you would like to see in D.C.? Yeah, my preference is Daniels. I just think that this past season, you know, every time I – and I watched a lot of LSU like you guys probably did. I think he was uh, – you know, after that Bama first half that he had, before he got injured, I thought he was the best player in America. I think he's one of the most exciting players we've seen in college football in several years. Um, what worries me about Daniels is his frame. He's 6'4", but, you know, he is not a Lamar Jackson thick frame. Um, but I love Daniels. I don't mind Drake May. Um, I just think Daniels is special. Now, all of the stuff that we don't know about, you know, does he have great work ethic? Is he a good leader? Is he a good person? Is he smart? Is he a good processor? All of those things are the things they're going to have to figure out. But in terms of what he did at LSU, I thought by far and away they were the best offensive team in America. If their defense had just been horrible instead of, you know, all-time bad, they may have been in the postseason. They, they may have been in the playoff. Uh, that's my preference. I love Jaden Daniels, um, but it's for them to figure out, and Drake May can play too. Um, but I, if, if it were me and I had all the information and all things were equal, it would be Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, the one thing I'll say, Kevin, is that uh, there's certainly some uh, worries about, well, a decade ago with RG3 and a similar type of quarterback and a little slender and what that can lead to. But also, he's still 6'4", and if you only weigh 210 like he does – that's what you get with the trainers. You gain some weight, you gain some muscle, and you can add weight to players like that. Jaden Daniels is incredibly special. I'm with you there. It's a great position, at least, for this team to be in. All right, let's go ahead and look at the Super Bowl here coming up. Uh, 49ers have now moved to two-point favorites. This is obviously going to kind of stay probably within a field goal if we're, you know, if we're lucky at this point the rest of the way. Still got about a week or so to see where this is going to fluctuate. The big thing here, obviously, is the props market. And, I mean, God, people are going to bet this thing up. This is going to be the most bet Super Bowl, Kevin, that we've ever had. Let's just look at sides right now here where are you leaning have you bet either way have you looked at total have you looked at side what are you most comfortable with right now I, I actually don't like anything um in this game mm -hmm. I'm actually a little bit surprised too Nick that it's moved in this direction obviously sharp money moved it down initially now it's moving it back mm -hmm. um and I still think that if we see another move it would be towards Pickham uh but we'll see if this thing got to two and a half three just on value I'd probably take Kansas City um, but I don't like the game uh, I, I just it I'm, the matchup seems to me to be one in which if we just said quarterback oh Mahomes you would just bet Kansas City but it just seems too obvious so you know how I play um, I, I would I would back <laughs> off that I don't love the total uh, but again I think if it if it went the way that I don't think it'll go which is if it got to two and a half, if it got to three, which I would be shocked, I would definitely mm -hmm. just with value take Kansas City. But I don't like it right now, you know, either way. Um, but I, I really I'm, – I'm curious as to why. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, the, clearly they know what they're doing. But I was surprised. I thought we were going to see a pick em, maybe, you know, KC minus one as an opening line. Why do you think Kansas City continues to be underdogs throughout the playoffs, even while they continue to, to prove Vegas and, and betters wrong? 
It's a good question, Trista. I think to, for starters against Buffalo, it was, you know, road environment. Buffalo's special. They've been playing well. This is the first road playoff game for Mahomes. But what I really think it was is I think the I think a lot of odds makers believe that what we saw from Kansas City during the regular season was what we were going to see, which was a team that was not, you know, dynamic for the most part offensively, that struggled at times offensively, that was really led by their defense. Um, but after the Buffalo game, maybe it's because Baltimore was healthy and just much better defensively. Um, and again, they were the home team. But neutral field Vegas, especially when you consider that San Francisco was done. I mean, that game was over. Uh, without the fourth and two drop, without the face mask into Ayuk, without the fumble, without the third and nine drop, without the guy carrying the punt in the, into the end zone, um, they, they got run on. They got moved on for the second straight week. I don't get it. I, I I saw the look-aheads, and the look-aheads made sense to me until I saw San Francisco against Detroit, and I thought for sure we were going to get a pick or Kansas City minus one, and I didn't think they would be a dog. But not only are they, are they a dog, but it just looks like, you know, we've had some sharp money bedded up to two, two-and-a-half. I'm, I'm seeing some two-and-a-halves out there right now, which is crazy to me. Kevin, we only got about 90 seconds. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. Uh, not getting a job, not getting a look makes sense because they're old and Bill's a crab ass. But why do you think Mike Vrabel uh, <laughs> you know, has gotten a serious look? And what do you think's next for him? Because I think he's a great coach. That's the one. That's the one that is surprising, I think, to even people in the league. I mean, it, it goes back to, I guess, you know, he wanted more control in Tennessee. You know, he had a falling out with Tennessee ownership, had a falling out, I guess, with, with Carthon. Um I know in Washington it's probable that Adam Peters, who was close with Carthon, probably decided not to go down that path. But to me, Vrabel's been certainly a borderline top 10 coach as an in-game strategist, as a guy that's gotten more out of less. I mean, who other than Tomlin in the league has gotten more out of less more often than Vrabel? Um, I I just think that's a sign of, of an excellent coach. So I'm shocked that Vrabel's not a head coach somewhere. Um, the interesting thing is, would he take a defensive coordinator position, like in Dallas, as an example? Right. Um, I don't think he needs to, but uh, I'd be surprised if he's not a head coach next year. I mean, you know, when next year ends and for 2025. Well, you know what's going to happen. Ron Rivera is going to get that uh, defensive coordinator spot in <laughs> Dallas, Kevin, and it's just going to it's going to add to the rivalry. We're going to get some juice. We're going to have Dan Quinn as the spy now, sabotaging the Cowboys. Everything's going to be fun again in that rivalry. Kevin Sheehan, Team 980. Yeah, the I'm Kevin sure Sheehan Rivera wants to do Washington. Well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Nick, I'm sure Rivera really wants to do Washington a bunch of favors. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. It's listen. It's we're still in a better spot in DC, but for the love of God, I was just hoping for something better, at least as a head coach. But I don't hate it. It's just going to be one of those things where we got a long rebuild coming. Kevin Sheehan, Team Nine Eighty, Kevin Sheehan Show Podcast. Great to talk to you, buddy. All right, Nick. Hope you're well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Trista. <laughs> Thanks. It's uh, God. It's just you know, Trista. I. I just want a rivalry with your team again. I want my team to be relevant and our water games to matter. Because right now, damn it, my team doesn't matter.
BetMGM tonight. Now, back to BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, and this time next week, we're going to be in Vegas. BetQL Network going to bring you all the shows from the BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Going to have all kinds of intel. Guests are going to be there showing up to the set. Don't have to have them all in like these video things anymore. Nope. Right there, hanging out with us for the entire week. All kinds of stuff, live, literally live betting. We're going to run up to an actual kiosk. Guys, we don't even have to run to like a special spot to bet anymore. We don't have to go to a legal spot in D.C. to go bet anything next week. No, we're going to be in the thick of it all in Vegas. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I'm ready for the West Coast, guys. I'm ready to finish at 8 p.m., which is an hour and 42 minutes before right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't but wait to see it what will it's like feel- out there. It'll feel like 11 o'clock still, though. Remember that. It's going to take a couple days for it to feel like 11 o'clock. We'll see. (laughs) I've been to Vegas many times, but I've never been to Vegas for a Super Bowl. So I'm just excited to see what the atmosphere looks like. I'm sure it's probably going to be a little bit different than uh, when me and my wife went in December uh, a couple years ago and the rodeo was there. Now that, you want to talk about a big game atmosphere. When the rodeo's in town in December... That's when things get wild. You just you try to take the elevator to go downstairs to go out to dinner or maybe catch a show. You run into you know, Kid Rock and Chuck Norris. You run into a bunch of cowboy hats. That's when we should be there. We, we should make that a trip every December for the rodeo. What do you think? I'd be down. If, I'd be absolutely down. Wasn't, was Patrick Everson there? We had him on the show one time. I think he was at Yeah, him, he was at the he? rodeo. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a huge, huge event. Yeah. Usually what happens, though, actually in December is since all the shows and all the entertainment, like p- people go to Vegas for, for Christmas, for the holiday season, for New Year's. So a lot of people actually use their vacation like early December. So while the rodeo is going on, you can't go to as many shows. Not everything's you know up and running. It's kind of like their dead season, if there ever is a dead season in Las Vegas, which there really is. Right. Yeah, I feel like if you're if you're gonna go there, even in the winter time, like it may be cooler, right? It's not like you're going to I don't know the Caribbean in the middle of December, but it's still Vegas. There's still something. But you're right, like it's gonna be different. I this is what I'm so curious about. Like we're gonna see this next week, and everybody's going to. There's gonna be all kinds of stories. Like Vegas is Vegas, right? We know that. What is this city gonna look like with the biggest sporting event in this country? In a city that's already packed, popular, everybody already loves to go there. I feel like my prediction is going to be, we're going to leave this place and go, they need to have it here every single year. Like, screw having it in New Orleans. I love New Orleans. Great place. It's in uh, Santa Clara, the 49ers stadium in a couple years. Cool. Okay, great. Do you know what it's like in January in the Bay Area? It's cold and it's rainy. It's not that great. Los Angeles, even in this time of year, it's rainy season there. Let's just get to the point where it's Vegas every single year and we stop playing around with it being anything else. Same thing with the NFL draft. I think the NFL Mm -hmm. draft needs to be in these type of cities where it's warm, where the crowd gets it popping. I also love Nashville low-key for the NFL draft, yeah, probably yeah. my favorite draft that I've been to, right on Broadway. Everyone's out and about. But, yeah, I mean, Vegas is – there's a reason that Vegas is the number one convention city in America. Everybody has – I mean, it's for everyone. 
It's for non-drinkers like myself who go to shows and eat well. It's for people who engage in, in table games like Ryan or something else. I don't know, like he wants to be up at the poker table all night long or whatever. It's, it's for everyone. There's no limit. Above 18, everyone gets what they want. Yeah, I, I kind of like the different venues, though, for the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. Kind of a kind of a stadium geek. I like to see at different spots. But, yeah, they should figure out. I mean, Vegas, Vegas has enough. I mean, there's always a good excuse, a good reason to go to Vegas. And like they said in Entourage, there's many different Vegases. You could go and just sit by the pool and spa all day. If you like to gamble or place wagers, obviously, you could go and do that. You could go check out shows, great concerts, great food. And uh, great weather, usually. Yeah, like, even when we're going to be there. I saw it was 65 degrees yesterday. I've been monitoring that because mm-hmm. I know uh, yeah. we're, we're hoping to get in the pool. We'll see, though, man. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I know the pools are heated, but we'll, uh, it's, 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 oh. it's much. I like, going in, I like going in the summer. Like, it's, it's fun going. March Madness is great. Like, yeah. opening weekend, Thursday through that Monday, being there, I don't think there's a better time. And then obviously like week one of the NFL season, Super Bowl is very fun, but I like the summer. Even if it's just a random Wednesday, Thursday, you're sitting around, you're betting baseball, maybe not even sitting at the book, watching the games. Although you know, mm-hmm. you can go in the pool, you can, you can do a whole lot of things. Um, but that's when I love to be there is June, July, or August when it's like 112 degrees, dry heat. Give yeah. me that. Give me that all day. Yeah. That's the fun stuff. I remember the last, so last time I was there, I haven't been there since 2021. Cause we didn't go there, uh, what last year whatever i remember we were, i was sitting by the pool and it was that 110 112 degrees something along those lines and you know when the wind blows you feel like you're open an oven and it's just like it's not a breeze that makes any sense but out there it's just totally different and the 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 place that i was at you know that i was sitting at the, around it has you know turf around the pool so obviously turf gets as hot as anything else would like your feet will burn the minute you touch it so i had flip-flops Normally, you'd wear them, right? You'd wear them across the turf. You want to make sure that you don't burn your feet. Here's the problem. I had a pair that broke just right at the very moment in the middle of the day, peak sun, and I will never forget this. I had another pair that was in the room. I had to run, and I mean run, guys, like it was across hot coals because it was one pair was on, one pair was broken, and there's like there's no – you know this when flip-flops break there's no like i can kind of put them on and i can kind of like slide my way that's it they're done that's it i had to sprint and all i can think of anybody that's ever watched the office the scene where they're trying to walk across the hot coals on the uh you know on the, when they had the little lake party for that day to find out who was going to take over for michael scott and nobody wanted to walk across the coals and then pam finally did it i could, all i could think of was pam's tough because i couldn't do it because this was scalding hot and that's not even hot coals it was awful I mean, this has been an issue since since the beginning of time. You know, everybody from yep. Jimmy Buffett in 1977 to me and my cousin. See, this is there's nothing. I can't. I don't rock flip flops anymore, man, because they always break, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can't do it. So it was like probably 15 years ago, and I went to Alpine Valley with my cousin to go figure a Dave Matthews show. I believe this was yeah. concert number 15. <laughs> uh and he busted his 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 flip-flop his sandal and we were like i don't know three and a half miles away from the car and he outweighs me by like 100 pounds so he talked me into giving him i had to give him my flip-flops and then i jumped on his back 
So then this <laughs> year we go to Dave Matthews and I was like, Hey, this might be our last Dave show together because he's getting older. Dave's getting older. He's like in his sixties or late fifties. And, uh, he lives in Chicago and I live here in DC and go figure, um, his stupid sandal breaks. And this time I was like, no, not happening. So I, he's lost a bunch of weight. So I made him get on my back and I carried him, but there's nothing worse than a broken sandal or flip-flop, whatever the hell you guys call it here on the East coast. And that's why I don't wear them anymore. I got to go with the slides or I got to go with the Allbirds. Shout out to Allbirds, hashtag Allbirds. They got to get me marketing team, whoever the hell's up right now here at 9:50 PM. Somebody get me a deal no with Allbirds, right? I answered this questionnaire. I said, I'll do a deal with anybody as long as it's not firearms or tobacco. I've changed my mind. I will smoke tobacco with a firearm in my hand. Somebody <laughs> get me some money or just some free Allbirds. I digress. Let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> you know what you need to get, though? If you get yourself a good pair of flip-flops, they won't break. You got to get a good pair of flip-flops. I have like the one. So those I feel like Ash, you... I feel like Ashu would be the type. This could be totally wrong. Gucci to have the mm -hmm. to have the flip flops with the beer opener on the bottom. No, not anymore. No, no. When I was <laughs> younger, yeah. So those were uh, yeah. I I did have a pair. No, I never. You know what? I never <laughs> had a pair like that. I've had that because again, it's disgusting. You're walking into like dive bars with those. And now granted, I thought those were a great invention. I remember the first time I saw those, I was like, For sure. oh man, that is so great. And then you realize and you do the math in your head and you think like, oh, this was pre-COVID. And then we realized how gross things can be yeah. and how sick we can get. And you're like, oh yeah, uh, not going to do that anymore. Uh, I, <laughs> I did consider those, Trista. I considered them. The thing is, if they were really smart, they would put them somewhere else like, I don't know, on the actual, like, part that goes over your feet or something. Not on the ground. But yeah, listen, when we walk into the bathroom at the building that our studio is in, my shoes are sticking to the floor. And that's a nice, good building. They clean it every night. Not our studio, but they actually clean, you know, the bathroom. So let me tell you something. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a pair of flip-flops in a dive bar in the middle of the summer and lift my foot up and crack that thing open. Ain't no way. It's disgusting. Then again, in my 20s, I cared less about that, so I might have at least thought about it back then. But I don't even – do they still make those anymore? Those are Reef. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reef does make hey. really good flip-flops, but I don't think I'd ever – I you couldn't you couldn't pay me to – well, you could pay me to have them. I just wouldn't actually open a beer underneath them. Hey, really quick side note. Top five biggest mm -hmm. loser on this planet, guy or girl that opens beer bottle with teeth. So disgusting, so disturbing, oh. like you're not cool. I always hated that person. Like in Joliet, like that person is like, it, like that's like you're like the mayor of the city. But like I hate, <laughs> oh, oh, why? Or why the would people you, who why, think how it's do you like know super that you cool. Could, like, how do you know that you could do that? What do you do with your teeth? Like that, like that, 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 like you're like, hey, I got it. I got it. Oh, no way. Or the people who think they're so cool, they put it on the like side of the table and they're like, Chh. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Now, yeah. let me defend that for one second, guys. If you, if you don't, don't have, have a bottle opener, it's a pretty yeah. good option. There's not a lot of options. <laughs> if you got nothing, that's way better than your teeth. Your dentist is not going to be mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, shout out to the guy or girl that can do it, I guess, with the teeth. Just because, like you said, Nick, sometimes duty calls, you don't have a bottle opener. But, like, I just never wanted to be that person. I don't want to marry or date that person. 
And I'm pretty sure that everybody that we hung out that was that person probably serving some time. Early served some time. Did some time. Yeah. Or yeah. Or just doesn't make very good life decisions. They're probably paying for it now in our 30s. But you're you're right though. Like, how do you discover that? Who's the person that sits there and goes, let me see if right? I can do it again? Let, let's be honest though. We all had friends growing up. They're the friends that you couldn't really take out in public as you got older, but like they were still your friends. So somebody tried it. Somebody was willing to do it. They're the, they're, you know what they are? They're the hold my beer person. That's all that it is. So it's hold my beer as you crack that open. Yeah. The side of the table, it's not ideal, but it's if you're in a pinch, it's bed MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM Tonight, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> <laughs> 